What's up? This is Phenomenal AJ Styles, and you're listening to Canvas Theory. This is the knockout artist, the greatest of all time, Chris Hero, and you're listening to the Canvas Theory. <laughs> Smartest one. I, uh, I caught myself, like, uh, I checked, I, checked, I put, picked up my phone when he came out, and I had the same look on my face as discussed from Inside Out, and it had been there for about five solid minutes at that point. I'm personally even more happy than this. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, watching people melt. Is just at the end of it, I was there going, I've seen worse on this. Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I was really annoyed when I was. I had the look of disgust when Roman came out, and then once I started looking like he was going to win, I started laughing my ass off. I was like, "This is brilliant." Yeah. Right, right. We'll we'll get to all of that deep down when we start going. Penis was drunk yet. Well, that's uh, this is your preamble anyway. Hello everyone and welcome to The Canvas Theory, a podcast where we talk about the ins, the outs and everything in between of pro wrestling and Brian interrupting twice, twice. I am Nick Quinn, joined always by the notorious B and glorious G. Close enough. Didn't I get that completely the wrong way around? I actually put a a photo up on Instagram today and one of our, uh, one of the fans who follow me, he posted underneath, all you have to do is shave the sides of your head and you look like um, Enzo. Try it. The, the beard, let that go with the mustache, you get a bit Trent Seven going as well. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, I'm not shaving, because this is my barely holding it together beard and it's staying until I'm no longer barely holding it together. Mustache mountain. That's Brian, mountain. how's things apart from your beard? I'm alright, I've done fuck all this week to be honest Sweet. with you. Life's good in life's college, good. doing things. Um, yeah. Joined this week by... John Carberry! Yes, sir. John, welcome back. Is this your second time on the show? Second, yeah. Well, third, I guess, because we had you with the Jed Jordan Devlin interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sounded so sober in that. Like, I was there going, like, I definitely still had a buzz going. Yeah. But I sounded like a sober man as I, I was, sat there and chatted to him. <laughs> I was driving, so I, was, I wasn't I was on the beer that night, but yeah. Uh, yeah, John, we love having you on the show as always, so it's great to have you, man. It's and um, yeah, so um, you and I are going to OTT on Saturday. Yes. We're in there, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. So, Looking forward to being one of the bros. Oh, look, bro! That match, uh, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. Oh man! Is I've been I've literally been waiting for it for months <laughs> because it's been months. Didn't you even post up all I want for Christmas? Is yeah. Matt Dunne, uh, Matt Riddle, this Pete Dunne. That's all I wanted, and, and you when, got it. When it came up, I was just there going, "Great!" And then I went, "Oh yeah, it's in February." <laughs> hey, but wait. I don't know, but like it's yeah, it it's so weird. Like the, that show in particular is really strange in that. One, I was there going, oh, it's been too long since I've been to a wrestling show. And I was like, that's not a sentence I thought I'd say, like, in a <laughs> concurrent sense. But two, to be like, oh, yeah, it'll be cool. The WWE UK champion will be there. Yeah. You're like, what? Why am I going to an independent wrestling show in Dublin where a WWE champion will be on the bill? <laughs> what, what happened? Wrestling in 2017. <laughs> yeah. It's just mind blowing. Rest, at the end of at the end of last year, wrestling took a lot of acid and it's kicked in. Yeah. yeah. Nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> Matt Riddle was in the fucking crowd at NXT. He didn't even acknowledge her. He just should the headline up. of OTT Sunday Show was in that picture. Yeah. Matt Riddle versus uh, Tyler Bate. It's like what the fuck's going on? It's madness. And then things like Chris Hero and Evolve with the ring breaking, then he's in NXT and mm-hmm. Oh she's just 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 mad. Yeah, I'm waiting for uh when to get my own shot at the IWGP title. <laughs> <laughs> the world is going so weird, I think uh, I think uh, I can oh, get in there before Kenny. Just you wait until the announcer is replacing Corey Graves. Oh, I guess yeah, yeah. 
So mad. You could pull off Corey Graves a bit. I could definitely pull Corey Graves. I could definitely pull off Corey Graves. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, cool. There's a few things to talk about. Well, I guess we'll talk about the obvious. Well, WWE had a huge week. So it was one of the biggest weeks of the year, the one everyone gets excited about. The Royal Rumble weekend. The start of the road to WrestleMania. So, we'll start with TakeOver. Thoughts? Rachel, uh, I didn't really pay attention to it. Coming in? Yeah, I haven't watched NXT in ages. Just because other things, I mean, Wrestling Kingdom, you have your UK Championship, you got all this other stuff. Yeah, it's busy. You also have to be, you know, you have to leave the house as well. Yeah, you you factor that in. Yeah, you got to go to work. Have a life. Got to throw on a few episodes of Crockett. Because, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And, uh, but, you yeah, know, I, I didn't really watch a whole lot of the shows going into it. I don't really watch the weekly WWE stuff. I think that's why I enjoy WWE. Because yeah. I don't watch the... That explains a lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I didn't really know. And to be honest with you, I had work the next day. I watched it on Monday. I was telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I only watched... The Rumble, is it, itself? I watched the Rumble. I watched Cena and AJ because I knew that match was going to be fantastic. And it was. Yeah. And I watched Bailey and Charlotte. And I thought that match was great as well. I think that was the best yeah. match the two of them have had. Yeah, on I agree. Pay-per-view, it's great know? to see the stage it was on as well. Like to see that. I mean, when I was thinking, I was just watching Kevin Owens come out, and um, I was like, you know what? He's coming out to a, one of the biggest pay per views of the year, fifty five or fifty two, whatever thousand people. I well, like, you know, the, I haven't read this week's Observer, but I'm sure the real number will be in there. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I think fifty two is the real number, partially because that building holds like sixty five. But it's that thing. It's the wrestling. Wrestling has a dick inch problem. Like, yeah, you know, but they're, they're, oh, they're, it's 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 ten in the summer, man. It's grand, like you know. I, I, I firmly believe if they were, were going to measure their dick on that one, they would have said sixty-five. I think they don't want it to be higher than Mania. They want Mania to stand out. What is Mania holding this 60 year? Sixty or seventy? No, eighty. Eighty. Uh, is yeah, it? Citrus Bowl is eighty thousand plus. Oh yeah, yeah. Citrus Bowl. They redid it. Yeah, they yeah. did it up recently. But. The, Back to the point, it was like watching Kevin Owens though and watching him in that arena and just like look around and like that arena, there was nothing blacked off either. It was it was full. Like it was like you could see everything around it. It was just like, cool, that's a full circle for Kevin Owens. Yeah. Main eventing as world champion in WWE on a pay-per-view with a huge stadium. I was like, I was delighted for him just in that sense alone. So I, I skipped that match just because I, to be honest with you, I don't really care about either guy. Contrary, controversial opinion, I, I'm afraid, but... Uh, one second, we'll just pause this while we beat up John. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, look, just uh, that's just the way it is with me. Like, yeah, yeah, know? no, fair enough. And, uh, but AJ, uh, for me, watching AJ Styles go- kind of going, okay, here he is back on his Tokyo Dome level of performance, and we've got the... They knew he had to. Yeah, the main event. And, like, uh, a lot of WWE fanboys were falling over themselves to try and claim that that was better than Omega Okada. It was a great match. Wasn't in the same league as that other match. Uh, that's, that's comparing cigars to cigarettes. I mean, they're two completely different animals. Like you can't. The, the, I think the, the, nuance, compare... the nuanced fucking styles of them. You can't. Mm. You can't say like this was better than that. That's, it's again. It's like comparing fucking a great comedy to a great drama. You know. But to compare them, great, both, to compare them anyway, is to take away from them, because like. Yeah, just let them be. Different company, different style, different yeah. different objective, different fucking crowd reaction. Yeah. Do you? That's like comparing fans. Friends to. What's another like True Detective? No, no, no. <laughs> What's another like really good comedy about eras? Yeah, like they're different, slightly different eras, but the same. But you know, like that's like yeah. I mean, they're just gonna have different audiences as well. Um, Outstanding match though. Like I thought that yeah, match was. Yeah, it was the best one that they've had in my opinion. I think it was better than SummerSlam. I, I want to watch them like SummerSlam and then that one, yeah. and then 
Maybe what? Yeah, I just want to compare them again. Like I think Cena like, was tight as a drum in that match. Well. John Cena's wrestling is the best it's ever been in years. Like yeah. best ever been ever. Like the fact that he does that little uh, switch power bomb flip. The Yoshi tonic. Is oh like, my god! It's like, dude, you're forty years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you're like a muscle man. It's not like you're overly stretchy, athletic. But it anything. was one of those things as well where you couldn't say that AJ was a loser. He no. Was beat yeah. Him. You know, like it took they were fucking all over the place saying, oh, he's buried him on SmackDown, now he's buried him here. It's like, it took like fucking four F- uh, <laughs> attitude five, adjustments yeah. to take the fucker down. It's like, that's one not off the top rope as well. He like, kicked out of that one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just because he lost, does that mean he's buried? No. Exactly. I just, I'm... The internet what is wrong with you people? <laughs> the internet does not know how to speak. Was it, did I share something recently where Triple H is going on about, I'm yeah. going to tweet my displeasure. Do you know what? We'll get to it in a bit, actually, with Roman being number 30 and the fact that people did not understand that. I think it was genius. And like I, get I to... said, when that dawned on me, I enjoyed that wait, shit. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's just, we'll go back to NXT and just talk about that. Well, that's where we started, actually. Um, it's cool to see um, Gargano and Ciampa have a phenomenal match again with guys who are completely different to the Revival. Who are green as grass as well. And they have hey, a fucking they may be match. green, but they're good and they can go. They had a good... No, I'm not knocking I'm like... Brock was green as grass going into his match with Rock, so you know, yeah. fucking. But I think it helped. Though. I think so. I think those two wrestling Gargano and Champa just is up in their level immensely, and I think it's great for them and hanging out with Paul Ellering all day. Yeah. The fact that they're twenty two and twenty three years old respectively. That's a press to show down and makes sense. Like you are fuck. Well, they're both older younger than you. <laughs> they're both they're both slightly older than oh. me. Jesus Christ! No, they've got uh, the eldest has got two years on me. I think it is. Oh, you're twenty one. Jesus Christ! Yeah. You're a child. I'm a child. Brian, you even born yet? <laughs> nah, barely. But, no, they're they're. I think they need that time. NXT. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. But, they uh, should keep that division for like six months now to release it. Maybe next year. Ascension on it. They should be champs for like next fucking year until they're really good, and then they can come up to the main roster and Vince can rape the two of them. And said so they should not get they should not get buried when they get to the main roster again. <laughs> no, no. What you don't think that them getting the shit beaten out of them by fifty year old men would be a good way to start off their main roster? No, I'm saying. Um, because the Ascension got buried. Yeah, ah, they should do it. Just for the crack. Just for the shits and giggles. <laughs> Just for the crack. They have Roman beat the two of them on their first uh, night. One thing I want to say about NXT, obviously the shock of uh, Sethi Boy interrupting. That was awesome. That was really cool. It felt real. I thought it, it felt real. It was like, holy shit, he's taking over the show. Take over and the fact that he said that. And Triple H coming out and being the complete opposite of what Triple H is. Just... Coming out in a suit and bringing security. He's not in. He's not there to fight. You know, he was just like, yeah, yeah, Seth, go on, get out of, get out of here, go, come on, go on, go away. Yeah. So um, I thought that was cool. Felt mm-hmm. real. Um, but the women's match, I had zero expectations. Yeah. Boy, was I impressed. What a pleasant little, what a tidy little match that turned out to be. You know, I really liked it. <laughs> Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, as if they're getting off when they put her through the table, dancing up and down like. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, that is hilarious. That was really interesting as well, that they never laid a hand on each other in the entire thing. I thought it was so well mem- I can't remember the last time I saw that in a in a match that wasn't being booked as like a handicap match, an unofficial handicap match. Yeah. I was like, they never laid a fucking single hand on each other. Apart from when they shook hands and, you know, you know well, felt each other up a bit in yeah, the ring. Yeah. They never physically hurt each other. I was like, that was just a really cool little nuance to their game. Someone gimmick. made a point though that I was like, yeah, you're kind of right, which was, when the other two were over in the corner beating the snot of each other, why didn't one just pin the other and then they're like, yeah. It's... They they did that, actually. One of them laid down in the ring. Oh, okay. And they, uh, did Asuka interrupt it then? I don't 
I think one of them lay down and they were going to pin or something. I think they even maybe thought about it. But yes, it was brought up. Yeah. Yeah, fair point though. Uh, what was I going to say? It was a good um, match though. Your one, I, I'm not a fan of the sanity gimmick at okay. all. But, um, yeah, you said that before. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think Nikki Cross, her facial reactions are great. Yeah, she was pretty good in it. Um, she's ICW. Yeah, she's. I don't know. She looks like someone who you wouldn't want to meet in the doll office. You know. Yeah, and, and that's. But, <laughs> but her network, <laughs> yeah, definitely would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. She does look like she's on the doll. I was trying to kind of put it together of what she... Uh, yeah. I was actually chatting to someone recently about uh, about Sandy because they don't really like the media and they say it's because it's it's perpetuating, you know, uh, insane people for slightly comedic effects, some shit like that. I can't remember their exact argument. And I said to them, I was like, I don't really see them as crazy people. It's because they haven't been around long enough. They haven't really had a lot of mic time yet. We don't really know who they are. I just think they are those bums that you see on the street and you're like, I'm going to fucking cross the road for no apparent reason now. But we haven't, we haven't gotten the, we haven't gotten the explanation yet. We haven't gotten that that's what they're doing. I will say though, I thought Eric Young looked really good in the match. I thought he wrestled well. You know? He's a good wrestler. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's nothing special. I think Damo as well, or Killian Dade. Killian yeah. Dane. Dane. Oh, sorry. Um, I think he's the standout. I'm glad he's got something to do in NXT. Yeah. He's not just Damo. Mm-hmm. Do you know he's part of something? So he's gonna. That's obviously. He's accepted in NXT. They're giving him something to do. He's busy. He's traveling. You know, he's not just having random matches. Like he's part of something. I think that means a great deal for him and Nikki Cross. Also, I'm delighted that both of them are part of it. Also, props to Alexander Wolf as well. Like I've never really seen much of him, but he's a good striker. He's a, he's a fair size on him. You know, he's 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 impressed so far since uh, since he came out with Sanity as well. You know, everyone in the group is doing really well. It's just they haven't really fucking defined them yet. I guess, but I think it. When the Wyatts are in NXT, it took that time as well. Yeah. I think things take time to develop. I think people don't give it enough time these days. Um, we were just talking, Brian, about Too Cool. Yeah. Um, Too Cool were booed, or not, yeah, they were heels they, and they, they were booed. They were getting no reactions like, for the first match. two months. Yeah, but too much sucked. Like, no, no, but this is when. Know, they, like, that was it. Yeah. I remember when I saw them first, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Fucking Too Hot Scott Taylor here, and now he's a fucking b-boy like get the fuck out and then but and it did take the time like but they were heels at the at the beginning but like that was they were they were jobber heels as well yeah and they were uh too much too much yeah yeah but when they came in in 2000 it took them from i'd say november till january to get over like there was no crowd reaction at all so sometimes these things just take time to develop and maybe i think wrestling fans need to give uh people a chance sometimes well look at uh and Again, look at your what's his name now? Strowman. I think Strowman's come on leaps and bounds. I like. think Strowman is the golden nugget yeah. of the last two years. I think everyone was like, "Oh my god, this guy's just done a big fat guy." <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And uh, um, he's class. Yeah, Thank you very much. Fucking good match. Like the, he did another tidy at the match with Kevin Owens on Monday. He's very good. He was my favorite aspect of the Royal Rumble. He almost killed James Ellsworth. That's always that a bonus when I see it. Oh, terrific. I'd love it. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was going to shout. That was just head. pure gravity. It was just like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was nothing to throw him. He just went, oh, yeah, that's the earth can have you. <laughs> you know? the physics. Can I just get your guys' thoughts on um, Bobby Roode versus Nakamura? Just, the I most... got mixed reactions. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was the most New Japan-style match Nakamura's had, I think. Because mm. it started out so built and built and built, and it... The beginning, it was just trading holes and not doing a whole lot, but they went built it. It was a story. Yeah, they definitely told the story. That, that's the that's the mentality of the NXT main event. I've been noticing it since since about the time that Joe won the title first. 
like they, they have started going the whole more traditional route of we'll build our story they're not high spot you can see a lot of differences between an NXT main event and say the John Cena match at Royal Rumble mm -hmm. both very good matches but one of them was a very minimalized story and maximized high spots and the other one was the exact opposite of that which personally I prefer so I, I, I fucking I I loved the, the yeah. Nakamura match yeah and I think AJ and Cena had more of a story out of the out of the the, the ring but plus yeah. they'd wrestled before as well so yeah. they could they could get faster quicker because it made sense that you know they knew each other's styles a bit more and they didn't have to feel each other out as much but yeah I get yeah, yeah. I wonder now whether like Nakamura has to be looking at any of them right uh, I would say Wrestlemania yeah I'd say would you, would you say he'll be um... he'll have to drop his rematch first and then he's, then he's up do you think he's doing that mania and then I don't know to be honest with you he'd be a great match for someone like if you AJ want, AJ Oh yeah, it'd be great. Like it'd be great if him and AJ wrestled. I watched uh, him and AJ from Tokyo Dome again. There. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Sixteen. Last year. Last, last year. Yeah. yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. And uh, because I, I I actually never watched Okada and Tanahashi from that show. Oh and, yeah, uh, five stars. Yeah, and I watched it. I, I, just, I was like, I, or I, six. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I was like, I'll I'll give this. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it's uh, unfinished business. Oh, because you're on the New Japan yeah. one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, on there, <laughs> navigating the mess. It's in English now. Oh, is it? Brian said today. My fucking God. I, I saw a report and I immediately went on our group chat. I was like, lads, lads, it's in fucking English. It's in English. <laughs> I even sent them a picture. I was like, look at this beauty. It's finally in English. I praise New Japan world in English. Well, they're going to expand apparently into America. They have to. They well, have to do They it. have to do that. Like, but, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was navigating around there. Found uh, I got like I've only had a brief experience with the uh, with the translations. So I sent you that one screen grab, of yeah. the Scott Norton match, and it said like "Battle of the Two Steroid Heroes" or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, I, I watched. I can't remember. I'm going over Okada now, but um, Okada Tanahashi. Oh, Agent, yeah, that's Agent Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, I, that's uh, that would be a great match. I don't think they'd get the time they need. On WrestleMania, but uh, I think they I think on the main on a fuck all on that show, that's going to be a long match. On a big I know, but like, there's already like six, seven, like well, take one away, except potentially not there. But, nah, yeah. but like if you even if you look at the matches, Undertaker won of a long match. He he could be he needed a fucking Goldberg Brock Lesnar still going to be What's like that ten minutes. Thing the Walker Zimmer frame. The Zimmer frame. You need a Zimmer frame in the Rumble. There, Brock and Goldberg will go for about ten minutes. Yeah, they have a lot but of time to fill on that card. Yeah, Brock Goldberg's entrance is going to be at least ten minutes. <laughs> Undertakers will start at the beginning of the show, but his match will be at the end. It'll start a takeover. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I laughed my ass off when he appeared in the ring because I've been joking with myself the entire way throughout the rumble. Like, if he's he'll have to come out at number one. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he so won't get to the ring. We, we were there was a group of us watching. We're like, he's like one or two, and we're like, oh well, he has to come out at thirty. Yeah. And then so it was genius. I thought it was very good. Uh, so he must have been under the ring the whole match. Nah, well, I don't know. Anymore. He looked terrible. Though. Oh, he looked ble he looked bleak. I felt really bad for him. Little Bailey, man. That's what all I could think was when I saw him. Like, <laughs> that was you. Yeah. I was trying to make you fucking post to that because I laughed my whole life. Well, he did, though. He looked like a big, ba big bad Bill Bailey. Like, you know, and, big bad Bill Bailey! And he just had... Is that his newest gimmick to keep him rolling in the ring? Like, like he can't stay in shape. He he needs, he used he's to. desperately in need of a hip replacement, yeah, so I don't so think he can get into better shape than he's in. It's just... I think he should have... This I, I don't know. I see. Well, I want that John Cena match, but they're not going to do it, obviously. So they're thinking now is that it's well, from what I've heard, is that it's going to be him and Roman with this being the match that Roman turns heel. 
I would love that. That's what I've been hearing. Tab- how, turn heel in what way? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. He ends the Undertaker's career. Beats the shit out of him. Yeah, Cheats to win or some shit yeah. like that. I don't know. I just If it happens, it happens. I'm just... I can't think of a better way to make a headliner heel than to have them fuck over the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Oh, and but just, it worked for Brock Lesnar. You know, but you know what I mean? Like, who's the... There's two guys then who've beaten uh, Undertaker and then you run Roman as a hot heel for the rest of the year and then bring Lesnar in as a force and nature babyface to fucking crush him and he gets his hurt back. I like it. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, that's grand. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's just a possibility. Anything yeah. that turns Roman heel and finally retires the Undertaker before he... He's, he's really starting to remind me of Misawa and it's starting to scare me. He'll, yeah, he'll have a uh, buried live match where he does one of those over... It's his actual dives. funeral. Yeah, into the, into the <laughs> grave oh and dies. God, that'd be incredible. <laughs> yeah. I uh, always said this... Sorry to do uh, the but uh, yeah, I always thought he should... Him and Kane should retire together. I was like, yeah, 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 I'd love that, actually. That'd be yeah. really sweet. And well, you like woke up the ramp holding hands? Yeah, sure. Or they I, could uh, have a buried live match where they both come to the grave. And we never see them again, literally. A ridiculous booking idea once. Just a few years ago when they, first, cool. yeah, yeah. when they first started to really talk about Taker retiring. Someone, I think it was actually back when Power Slam magazine was being published, and someone just recommended they should have him and Kane fight each other and have the lights just go out, and when they come back on, they're both gone, and it's just smoke, and mm-hmm. that's their last match. And I was like, that's ridiculous. But at this point, I'm just thinking, like, if it got rid of them, <laughs> I'm totally fucking you know, up for it. You know what? I, thought, I like both of them. I'm just like, come on, This nice. is it. I think the same. John, I think that could make Roman that heel, actually. If, yeah. he, if they, he buries both of them alive, and we never see them again. Yeah. Well, obviously he's committed murder then, but you know what I mean. A lot of people have committed murder in the WWE. Undertaker killed his own parents. Yeah, sure. <laughs> how, many, how many people killed Paul Bearer? Yeah. But Undertaker yeah. killed Paul Bearer at one point. Didn't he, he bury him in concrete? Yeah. yeah. Then Randy Orton killed him. Pretty sure Edge, Edge killed him. Edge killed him, yeah. Kane definitely killed him. So yeah, that'd be a cool way to go out. Have them both. Roman put them out and put them. And then like Kane comes out to save the Undertaker. Mm. And then Roman beats the shit out of him too. And, I think I bravo yeah, sir it'd be great Get, WWE hire this man well that's their Don't, idea because then they won't listen to him yeah, <laughs> but, uh, oh no I, I'd go spare if I was trying to write for WWE I'd be like yeah. how about we just have them wrestle why don't you fuck off get out of here and be like um, what, what are they, what's the promo going to be I'm like I don't know they cut promos right I just yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I mean look at Max Landis they hired him as a consultant and he puts up on Twitter all the time it's like they just don't listen to me <laughs> I think they, they hired, don't care. I think they hired him to shut him up on social media. I genuinely think. I think Triple H quite likes him um, as well, but he made a valid point as well about the whole wrestling isn't wrestling thing. Yeah, that was cool. Um, let's talk about Roman coming at number thirty. Um, I think it was genius, and I loved. People are angry about this. I'm like, wow, you're angry about this. At the end of the day, Vince gave you exactly what you wanted. You got Roman eliminated and you're still angry? I think it was genius booking. The fact that they made you think Roman Reigns was going to win and then they gave you everything and then and then killed him. Eliminated him. I think it was genius booking. It's Pavlov's dog with Roman Reigns though. Like, even if he was turning out like five star matches every night and... He like, does every now and then. Like, but, matches he had with AJ were phenomenal. Know, was, could, yeah, but I could have a great match with AJ. True. Like, you know, but like, the, uh, was, yeah, he, he could cook, like, Ric Flair promos. He could do everything right. And that music would hit and people would see him in that old hand-me-down shield gear. 
and it, that punch should happen, and people would still boom. If you want to be him a bit, have him be a babyface, you need to rehab everything about him. Change his fucking music, take off the stupid vest, stop using the Superman punch, I don't care if it's an yeah. MMA move, stop using the fucking but thing. But you know what I mean? Fix these problems. Because it's like when Kurt Angle was the most popular wrestler in WWE and was by far the best wrestler on the roster in 2004, 2005, 2006, and people would chant, you suck. Even though they were, even though then he'd get in the ring, the bell would ring, and the crowd would go wild for him because he was the best wrestler in the company. You know, like, you, you have to take that music away. You have to take these touchstones away. And this is a problem, like, that they haven't rehabbed. But the you suck thing was part of Kurt at that stage. You know? Oh, yeah, but, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. They, ultimately, I don't think they wanted it. And I think in ECW, uh, when they sent him down there, they changed his music to try and break up that yeah, you know, rhythm. And this is the thing. They can't. They need to do that, or they need to just do what has been hinted at. They need to take those booze for the right reasons. I think there's a really, a really interesting thing that Roman himself said uh, just before the Rumble. He was asked about the boo, and he said it doesn't bother him. Because uh, booing, and this sounded so much like the type of thing that Vince would have put out as one of his latest mantras. It was like booing or cheering a guy. It doesn't. It sounds kind of boring. But the mixed reaction I get, I mean, it's an electric reaction. It's a busy reaction. And I sat there. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But then I started thinking, it's like Cena gets the same thing, and it really starts me wondering: yeah, is this what Vince fucking wants now? Is he like, is he so committed to the fact like I can't make a baby face I want, but this is kind of a passionate reaction. No, they're booing Roman Reigns because for the different for a different reason to John Cena. They're booing John Cena now because saying John no, they, Cena. They booed they booed Cena uh, for the same reason that they're currently booing uh, uh, Roman Reigns for. It was just ten years ago. Well, he Cena was, was the, different the circumstances push. though because like Cena was really popular on SmackDown. I don't know if you guys remember when he yeah was oh man yeah, I was, I he was the hottest thing yeah and like he, when he won the title first the thing that a lot of people uh, said that killed Cena was. When he moved from to SmackDown Raw. to Raw, all of a sudden, all of his botches and all of his life, yeah, things to his life, and uh, that was it. Like, and he he had a really unique gimmick at the beginning, and then it was when he made the the Marine. That's when rapper John Cena disappeared, and he was saluting John Cena, and it just America John Cena. Yeah, and it was just like, uh, every six months I have a new T-shirt, you know, and on top of that, he buried so many people. Like, yeah. it's. The reason people talk about Cena... That's a touchy subject. I don't think he no, buried he them. Properly buried you know, he properly buried a lot did. of people. Like, he Zack Ryder. Properly he fucking ruined, ruined him. Uh, like, there's a bunch of guys who he did bury. The problem is, nowadays people are too blind to the, to the fact that they're like... People just go, oh, Cena's going to bury him because they assume he's going to. But when see, in fact, Cena puts people over all the time see, now. Nowadays, the culture is... Because, like, um, wrestling fans have just gotten so used to the term burial. Yeah. That they break it out when anyone loses. I yeah. like and guarantee you could look on Reddit or somewhere else and you would have seen Cesaro buried because the club won or mm. Bailey buried because she lost to Charlotte or any of this bullshit. Because it's just it's the blanket term now for my guy lost and I'm upset. Yeah. Okay, something <laughs> I've been wanting to get off my chest and I I was thinking about it a this lot. This is a very personal episode. This <laughs> I was no, I was thinking about it a lot. I was thinking this whole Randy Orton winning and people complaining about that. They don't get what they want because they didn't get their surprises. I didn't get Kurt Angle. I didn't get Samoa Joe. And by the way, that, we do like you guys. <laughs> oh, I wanted Joe's. Well. No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I wanted them, but like sometimes you don't get what you want, but. Don't go like a baby crying about it. I had the same thing because I once, like, once I, I figured out what Vince was doing, I started laughing, and then I realized like people are upset because they thought they were getting Okada 
Fuck no. You oh, thought you, you thought Jesus. You were, sorry, yeah, Omega. You thought you were getting Kurt. Fair enough, but they wouldn't waste that. Because as I said a couple of weeks ago, there's, there's already too much in that match to waste Kurt coming back. You wanted Joe. That was the only one that kind of surprised me. But you wanted all of these different things that you didn't fucking have confirmed. I think nothing, anyone could have come out and fucking so pissed So nothing was promised, right? So yeah. So You I promised think, yourself. So I think... Randy Orton winning then was the big thing. Okay, yeah, Roman didn't win. Fine, everyone's fine with that. But they were like, oh, well, Randy Orton wins. Oh, new era, same guy's winning, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Fair enough. I, I see the point. I don't mind it. I think it's great. I think it's part of a long-term plan. And let me get back to that point, long-term plan. I think WWE is actually genius in a lot of ways, and they don't get enough credit for it. Probably, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm fanboy in WWE. Great. But listen to my point. Uh, they have to. If you go back to the Daniel Bryan storyline on him winning at WrestleMania, when did that begin? That began at SummerSlam. When he won the title and then Triple H turned on him and Orton won. I don't know if that's necessarily the truth. I, I was going to let him yeah. finish and then I was going to say of all the fucking storylines you could have chose. No, I think that was, that was like, I think the same thing happened with Bryan as happened with Christian where there genuinely was a fan backlash and they didn't know what to do. And I think that was a bit of panic booking on their part. It That's, definitely, yeah. definitely was. Like, I, 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 I've said it since it happened, and we'll let you finish when... when yeah, sorry. To... Um, but, like, it, anyone who says that they planned that out is not admitting how fucking stubborn Vince was at the time. So what were they going to do with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30? He was going to wrestle Sheamus. Yeah. They brought Batista back for this big babyface comeback. That's why he was a babyface. They changed shit on the fly there. It was... They decided, like, okay, we're going to push Daniel Bryan. I think somewhere around February, whenever he did the Occupy Raw thing, that's when they were like, "Yeah, we have to let him do this, or they won't. They'll, they'll cancel." Because remember, cancel the network was trending. They mm -hmm. properly panicked when that happened because they were like, well, "It was the first time they were getting that because the network was so fresh." Yeah. So they'd never gotten that kind of stuff before. Exactly. And now they're was, well used and to and it. And that was yeah. the backlash. They're like, "Fuck! Just give them what they want." Because if they cancel this network, we're fucked. We can't go back to pay per view. We've burnt our bridge. We're paid. Give them Daniel Bryan. But I on top of that, there was, so. there was a thing there where they bent that time. And then, like, the year after, like, Roman and Brock went in there. And they kind of, they were like, no, fuck, he's going to have that main event. And then on the day of, I'm sure Roman was putting on his vest and his tape. And Vince and went, Seth. listen, uh, your, your friend there, he's getting the belt already. And he's pinning you for us. <laughs> You can just see. I've always imagined it in my head. Just Vince sitting in the back going, "It's like, oh for fuck's sake!" And he's like, "So, so I'm not getting the belt, and I'm losing the belt, even though I've never held it." He's like, "Well, Brock, I mean, come on, you know, you're they not like Brock." <laughs> but that, and then like the next year, he was like, "No, fuck it, he's getting the belt this year." And well, it, that happened last year. Church, like, yeah. But I think uh, what's called the. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think personally, last two or three WrestleManias, like right back to WrestleMania 30, they've all been great WrestleManias with some shoddy build ups. I think last year was a shoddiest build up to WrestleMania with the highest anticipation in I don't know how long. And yes, the main event stank. But the rest of the show was great. The rest of the show was great. And that well, Ambrose Lesnar was poor, but it wasn't like. Yeah, well, it was watchable. It was like that dinner that's like, ah, yeah, go on, I'll eat it. So. <laughs> it was fine. And speaking of shoddy build of wrestling's right back to the point you've been trying to make for a while, so go on. I just think stories make wrestling. I think this Randy Orton thing is part of a longer story, and people shouldn't give up on it or complain about it until we see the end of the story. Because I think this story 
ends with Bray Wyatt winning the main event of WrestleMania. And if Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble gets people that, I don't think. Because what are people saying the last how many years? Bray Wyatt's getting buried. Oh, they're shitting all over Bray. But if Bray Wyatt is standing tall at the end of WrestleMania with a world championship, the world championship, I think job well done. Two things. It won't be the main event. Because uh, they've already said that it's Lesnar the main event is Lesnar and Brock. Uh, they're not the world title is not main event in WrestleMania this year. Uh, the other thing is, I don't think I don't think they'll give it to I don't think they'll give it to um, to Bray at the win at Mania. I see him winning it at Elimination Chamber, and then probably losing it uh, to Orton to kind of you know. Put another fr- uh, put another big star with the championship for a little while. In saying that though, as Nick was saying, if Bray Wyatt won, that achieves something. Because yeah. if Randy wins, status quo. But if Bray wins, it's a statement. Yeah. Oh, don't get and me wrong. I, yeah. I really hope he's right and that I'm wrong on this point. I just, I'm, just, I'm, that, I'm it, critical of this. Anything that Bray, anything that happened with Bray Wyatt, namely last year's WrestleMania, would get in whatever happened with him and John Cena the Rock and that crew, whatever. When they that's became for- the, the fucking hit, the new the new oddities. That's forgotten about. Do you know, he's, a year later, standing tall as world champion. I mean, that is... First juggalo WWE champion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, the, the big thing about why, like, uh, the Undertaker-John Cena match and all that stuff supposedly was called off was that Vince actually wants to make this WrestleMania more about pushing young stars. Imagine that. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Goldberg and Brock Lesnar right about. Yeah. yeah, I think that's our fucking... That's our little... Yeah, but that's fine. That's a marquee match. Yeah. You know? I think like that, honestly, re- as someone who's going to WrestleMania, when I heard that match on Monday, like, official, I knew it was coming. But to hear, oh shit. No, like, like, I've never seen either of them live. And to be able to know that I'm going to see Goldberg and Brock Lesnar live is like a... Just imagine. You'll, get a, you'll see at least 15 punches. Yeah, it's great. I'll see a spear. The thing is though, with uh, like with putting them on last, that's like when, you know, you they won't need, be last. But you needed to make uh, your local. You needed to make a champion, or you needed to make your local champion, or a new babyface, or whatever. And you're like, yeah, but we need to bring Brody and Abby in to draw the house, and that's mm. what this is. This is Brody, Bruce Brody, and Abdullah the Butcher coming in to deliver their match in the main event. Well, I think it's house. cool. I mean, honestly. No, I get it. Like the, uh, I can almost see because if they did want to, if like if the rest of the card does work out as we're building young stars, mm-hmm. there's no one over enough to sell out of WrestleMania unless you bring in your marquee mm-hmm. dudes. Like they, they've done, they have thoroughly greased and fucked the mid card for like since 2008. Mm-hmm. Like 2008, well, the year of WrestleMania 24, they had a, a string of great pay per views where not a single lad under 30 got a victory, you know, in an important match. And they've never really recovered from it. The two stars they built, Daniel Bryan, got hurt. Punk left. So they don't have anyone that's over enough to do that. So at the moment, they still need the fuckers. They still need their Brock and Undertaker and uh, Goldberg. I'm really People hoping. still want to see that, though. Yeah. Oh, the, the build. The, the, I said to you, this thing in the Royal Rumble match was perfect with the two of them. Explain that. I think, I think this Rumble was, it wasn't epic by any means. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't poor. And it wasn't great. I think the stories that it told... Throughout the match, are genius. Oh, it was leaps and bounds above like the '98 Rumble, Any, which was a piece of garbage. The Wyatt you story know. being told, Lesnar and Goldberg getting set up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like Jericho Lesner, just you know being that guy. Yeah, it's just it was great. Lesnar comes in, or uh, destroys everybody. Looked awesome. Uh, I love watching. I thought it was hilarious that he just 
mid-shitting emeralds. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what you get for talking shit on the fucking... I'm genuinely surprised the mics didn't oh. pick... I'm, I'm genuinely surprised the mics didn't pick them up since, like, bash me on a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's that. I love that. And then Goldberg comes out, slips in, goes behind him, spears him, fucking throws him out. And it's as quick as that. And I was just there going, that was perfect. Lesnar's face. Yeah. Lesnar's face sold it. Lesnar was like, what the fuck? Do you know what else? <laughs> do, you know, do you know what Lesnar's face reminded me of there? It's when Mick Foley returned as Cactus Jack. From, when Triple he morphed H. into Cactus Jack as, from Mankind. Yeah. And Triple H's face sold it. Yeah. That was so much more special. It was in Chicago on SmackDown in January 2000. I'll never forget it. Triple H's face sold that morph. And that essentially sold that rumble back. Because it's a ridiculous thing to, when you think about it. It's, that I'm going to take my mask off and wear a black t-shirt. All of a sudden, I'm more dangerous. And Triple H was like, oh no, he's going to kill me. Yeah. He's going to kill me. But, it, <laughs> but he did it in such a way where it was believable. Let's not fuck with the house of cards, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we I start think, doing that, this whole thing comes down and we're just really sad men. Right, no, but like, it's, that's the thing that like Brock, as you said, Brock, the moment where you couldn't look around, and like Goldberg's there going, yeah, what you fucking expect? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was great. No, but now this Bro- Goldberg it. is like Lesnar's number twice. Yeah. Lesnar is enraged. I mean, eventually we'll get a promo of, of Paul Heyman where he kind of, without saying it, he suggests that he's quite worried about this. He's like, he just can't seem to beat him. And the, the look on his face when he gives that promo is going to be one of the best things we get on this build. And it's just fantastic because no one has ever had Brock's number before. Even Monday night, Paul Heyman's promo. Yeah. Amazing. And the way he said it as well, he's like, okay, Goldberg's gotten the best of us twice. Still a fluke. We want him again. Yeah. Do you know, and they're, they're not backing down. Two out of three falls, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, they're not backing down. They're like, look, Brock knows. They're just, they're making it look like Brock thinks he's got this in the bag still. Mm. It's really clever storytelling that like, I just think it's really well done, and Heyman was just that was legit. the first the first Heyman promo in a really long time where I was like, "That's Paul Heyman." Yeah, he, I was. I tweeted it out. I was like, "Heyman, toast, toast like, to your promo." It's like, where where have you been for the last fucking year? <laughs> um, guys, we'll talk about it. since we're on Raw. Um, Samoa Joe, wow, things have happened and they fa- happened fast. And what is happening at WrestleMania, with Seth Rollins? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I saw the clip of Joe. I was like, okay, well, that's about fucking time, you know? Yeah. Um, Don't get uh, No, yeah. I think it was better the way it turned out. No, it, so do I, so do I. It, yeah, it was much better, yeah. But I don't know, I guess they were going to do him and Seth at Fastlane, and then Seth and Triple H at Mania, but now Seth's injured. I saw Finn Balor uh, put a thing on Twitter where he, gave a, a, he had like a Get Well Soon card for Seth Rollins, and I was there going, yeah, fuck you, Seth. <laughs> I don't think Nick has seen it. No, you, I haven't seen it. You yeah. talk amongst yourselves. I'm, I'm gonna get it up. Are you. you gonna get it up? Yeah, I'm gonna get it about time. Okay, I gotta get it up at least once this week. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't gonna. He say drew it. Seth's logo on it. So it's all yeah. awesome. Do you think Finn Balor is gonna be at WrestleMania? Oh I, fucking hell yeah, he's back. Like he's he's back really soon. He's pretty much healed. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, like um, if. It kind of, I'm kind of curious though. It's like if he's, if they say he's out between uh, through about eight weeks. Yeah. With That's his March injury. 29th. Yeah, but if he's not ready to wrestle by Mania, what the fuck are they going to do with Triple H and Joe? Because now they've got two people that they'll need to use. Well, what I think is going to happen is I think 
I think he'll be there. This is what I think is going to happen. They're going to get to the week of Mania, the Raw of. They're going to keep building this match. And then Seth is going to come out on, on crutches and Triple H is going to be laughing. You know, they're going to be like, look, I know you can't make it. And Seth's going to beat the crap out of him with crutches and then they'll set the match up. Well, there's another possibility as well. I mean, there isn't any interbrand matches on there. And AJ Styles doesn't have a match at the moment. No, he does at Shane, apparently. Uh, never mind that, though. <laughs> 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 no, I love John just brushes it away. Like, like, no, let's ignore that. No, but like AJ that, and Joe. Uh, no, I'm thinking uh, Finn and AJ. Oh, like if you're wanting to sell that network for custody of the club. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> if you're wanting to sell that network in Japan, I mean, there's a match that New Japan can't uh, probably ever show. You know, I mean, I think I've that's only, a mania match. But mm. I've thought about it before. Like uh, the only problem is you need to start setting it up now because otherwise it's going to feel like a tacked on match with nothing to it. Like when Benoit and Angle had that match at WrestleMania 17. It was just like three weeks out or two weeks out. Like, yeah, you guys have a submission match. That was that backlash, but yeah, I get your point. No, WrestleMania X7, they had a... No, it was a normal match. Oh, well, they had a... Yeah, but like what I mean is they had a match, but there was no build to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been half of the WrestleMania cards for the last few years. This won't be any different. I think we have our... Like all the little rumoured marquee matches, the other ones that will get the build. Any any of the mid-card matches, they'll be the usual fucking... Oh yeah, we should probably do something with the IC title. Uh, ladder you. match. Ladder match. Nine. No, I think I think the cruiserweights are going to get the ladder match this year. Oh, oh my god, that'd be insane. Six of them in one match. Fuck. Just six guys killing themselves to no reaction. Neville does a f- while half does the a, audience clears out for the bathroom. Neville does a ten eighty front roll splash instead of a four fifty. And gets a fucking golf clap for his troubles. They they, they don't care, and it's really annoying me because Neville's doing the best work of his career, and the crowds are just sitting on their hands. It's like, yeah, that's um, alright. I think. Um, Raw is good. I'm delighted the club is the champions now. I think that's going to be cool. I'm delighted going into Mania and I hope they keep the titles through Mania. They will. There's no one to take them off. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I think Raw was good. It's a shame this injury thing. Uh, let's hope it's kind of not as serious and they're just kind of making it look... I think they're going to make it look like the match is not happening for the longest time and then make it happen. Yeah, I'm really hoping that that's the case as well. I think, yeah, so we'll see. Um, I'm just kind of clinging on to the fact that no one could be that unlucky. That's yeah. my that's my rationale. It's like no one on the face of the planet is that unlucky. SmackDown, Elimination Chamber. Who's winning? Well, I think we said. I think. Bray, you think Bray? Bray Wyatt. So that's the hope. But who do you think is gonna win? Bray Wyatt. You think so? Yeah. Oh, fuck that man. Fucking AJ Styles is gonna win it. Rectify <laughs> that mistake. You want Randy to have a good match at Mania? AJ will drive. I think Randy and AJ would be a great little. It, mania it is match. a match. It's it's a match. Throw in Bray Randy... and make a triple threat and have that story if you want. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a match that AJ has said he wants at some point. So what Joe wants happen? a Randy Orton match. Everyone wants a Randy Orton match. True that. I want a Randy Orton match. Bet you do. Mm. Um, cool. I think actually Elimination Chamber is is going to be fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's one one of my notes here was who's Orton Orton facing. Whilst we're on the Elimination Chamber, guys, what's your favorite Elimination Chamber match? Ooh. New Year's Resolution two thousand five. First, first one I saw. No Way Out 2008. No Blood, fuck that. Edge. Oh, <laughs> Edge, is that the one with Mike Knox and Ray No, no, no. no. Uh, oh, that yeah, yeah, could have been. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was. 2000, could have been, yeah, I don't know. It's the one where Edge was, it was near Fall City, and Edge had it, it, just, it was just great. So, uh, Edge walked out. Do you know what I really enjoyed was the one where Daniel Bryan was the defending champion. Santino. Left with Santino at the end, and he just started laughing. Ten. Yeah, uh, I but I think... Santino came this close to winning the World Championship. I think 2009 was a really good one. Where the, I think it was the SmackDown one with Edge and Mike Knox and... 
I think that might be the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I don't know. And the one, there's one with Edge anyway. And uh, the first match is great. First yeah, one. I think the first one's great too. Sean, right, Sean super kick on Jericho when he's doing the walls. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one with Daniel Bryan and uh, Wade Barrett where Wade Barrett closed one of those cell doors on Bryan's head. Oh, thinking. yeah. I was there going, that's a few years off his career. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, more concussions, more everything. Like Yeah. Know. Damn you, Barrett, now, when you messed yeah. Of uh, course, the greatest sell in the cell match ever was the one with uh, my Michael Hayes call in SmackDown that I had with my friends, you know, just uh, they'd pick Brock and Goldberg and all that, and I'd go in there with Bad Street USA's own Michael Hayes and fucking... On the PlayStation? Yeah, beat them with a headlock. <laughs> oh, my God. That <laughs> <laughs> Um, and not young Michael Hayes either. Fat old Michael Hayes. Oh, the best Michael Hayes. <laughs> really. um, That's the version of Michael Hayes that banged Rosa. Which Rosa Mendes? The chick who's been with the company for like 10 years and hasn't been on TV since Rosa she was... Mendes. She had a child. Yeah. He was with her. That's the no fa- Fat Michael Hayes was banging her for no like two years. Way. It's It's true. It's very true. That's wow. kind of sad. And I can't imagine she was into it. Okay. I, Still employed. On a nicer like note, Lucha Underground is going to Netflix. I'm so really? happy. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> That's been rumored for like three years. February, it got confirmed yesterday. February I broke the, the story myself. February the 15th. That's like the... Seasons one and two. But that's possibly the biggest deal you could get as a wrestling promotion, right? And they desperately needed it because like, there, there's been talk, we were talking about it at the end of last year. It's like, I genuinely am kind of, I just said it from after we finished one of the shows. Like, I'm kind of worried about Lucha Underground. And he went, same. Well, I haven't seen a lot of season two. I kind of lost track of the season. You're really far behind. So season this three, coming man. to Netflix. But that's amazing though, because like when you think about it, if you're a touring wrestling promotion, which they're not. No, but if you wanted to be, mm-hmm. you're like, what territories are we hot in? If you if you got a global Netflix deal, you're like, for some reason we're really big in Spain or China or wherever. Else, let's go. Let's do a tour. But I think they're only available in the US. Oh, okay. As still, it, that'll be the initial <clears throat> the initial rollout would be US and if it if it does good numbers there they'll wheel it out in So Europe. how long is that gonna take? Uh that'll take it depends on well, because of binge culture, they knew that they could roll out Orange the New Black, which was a lot shorter. They knew they could roll that out at like the end of the first season. Um so for something like thirty odd episodes for Lucha Underground, probably about six months in they'll be like, Yeah, we could probably throw this into the UK. Okay, cool. So, speaking of Lucha Underground, it might need this Netflix deal because Ricochet is now a free agent. Yes. And I don't see him hanging around too much longer. That was the contract that was tying him down. Is he... I don't think that would be your interest in WWE's guy. Very interested. WWE's guy. Up until two... Well, a couple of years ago, they were, there was talk that he should have been Sin Cara. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank God he was waited where he was. And, uh, you know, this I, we're looking for a mass player. Honestly, I think he's done. On the Indies. I think he's done everything he's going to do. He's not going to do any more. I think he's wasting his own time. If he no, wants to if go... He, if he's not careful, he'll end up like Jack Evans. He's not signed to New Japan now, is he? Mm, I think he's got that role in kind of booking. He's new, like... Lucha Underground is like the key to him in the Indies. Well, like, every... That's his lock, yeah. right? And then the rest is kind of... Oh, you're not doing tapings for month to month. Oh, I'll go to New Japan. Oh, I'll go to OTT. There's oh, every I'll possible to... build in his own New Japan could throw a beer I I don't think he's any going to do anything more. If he goes to New Japan, I would say, well, give me the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Or let me go. He's not a great promo though either. So it's probably uh, that's why he, he needs to go to NXT, Japan. and he needs to learn that. Look, don't get me wrong, Ricochet's class. 
he needs ring. He needs promo. Work. He also needs to learn how to pace his matches. He's getting better at that. Yeah, he knows full. No, I, I genuinely think he needs to do that before he even goes to NXT, or he will. He will be. He's hurt not going to slow down. That, that, that's his indie style. That's not going to change. Um, he was on the Austin podcast, and uh, he basically said, "Look, you know, I need. I, I'm learning. I'm doing it now. I'm not going all out when I don't need to. I go all out when New Japan has a big show, or OTT has a Christmas show, or such and such and such." But yeah, he doesn't. He's, he's going out with Tully Blanchard's fucking daughter as well. Good old Tessa. You know, just, I mean, why wouldn't you be picking Tully's brain? Yeah. I mean, he might hate you because you know all fathers hate the guys who are banging the daughters, like you know. But uh, Vince loves Triple H. He has to. I'm He's so unbelievably disappointed. But, Shane, yeah, but, he needs at least one son. Yeah, what? but he's got, the, he's got the Gary Strydham effect. Like, he's got the body. Like, Triple H walks in the room and Vince goes, My God, look at the legs on him. Oh, you know? those <laughs> deltoids. Stephanie, you're a lucky guy. You're a lucky guy. And uh, Vince loves money. I think he was there going, You should marry that Triple H. He's my top draw. If Triple H had a bit, if fucking Billy Gunn had a been banging Steph, right? You think the one would still be around? I'm just getting a horrible flashback of what the last 15 years have looked like. Yeah, Billy Gunn on. We'll have NXT and everyone would have an arse gimmick. Batista, Batista was put over by the mighty 14, 12 time champion, Billy Gunn. Vince would have shut that down. You know, or Steve Blackman had it been to Stephanie's like. Oh my God, like, oh. Steve Blackman. Um, <laughs> speaking of Steve Blackman, Billy Gunn in the Attitude Era. I have a, something I want to I want to touch on. Another thing to get off my chest today. I've been thinking a lot lately. Um, Too much free time on your fucking. Ass. No, no, no. I'm just. So I question: Why was the Attitude Era so successful with such poor ring work? I'm not saying the ring work was poor. We had Triple H, the yeah. game. We had great matches. Don't get me wrong, but generally, I'll tell you why. Because you had two mega star wrestlers. Okay, fair enough. And but what do those two mega star wrestlers give that helped make it successful? Promos and just stories. But that, but like here's the thing: you had Steve Austin, who was everything, all rolled into one. Like there's a reason Austin was the biggest star of that time. Ever. Because yeah, because he just was great. He had everything. He was the right place at the right time. That as well, right? It was that like WWF fit into that culture at the time that made Jerry Springer so popular. That made all of that kind of stuff. People so our age, yeah. Like and it, I mean, it was a different time. It was twenty years ago now. Like, yeah, it's eighteen but, years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, horrifying to think. But, Ryan, you're only a young lad. We were watching Raw before we came out, and I said to him, I was like, was this on the 6th? Like, yeah, I was like, I turned 4 when this episode aired. <laughs> Triple H was 29. But that was when they were setting up Armageddon. Sorry, go on. No, it's just, it was, um, what was it? It was, it was a different time, but like those, you had The Rock and Austin come along at the same time. You also had, and can't forget this, you had uh, Goldberg, Hogan, and the NWO on WCW. And, when you have two major companies with both replete with major stars, Sting, DDP, Macho Man. So you had Baker. these major stars. Yeah. But the wrestling didn't matter. And wrestling, the wrestling yeah, okay. never matters. And that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. The, the ring work was piss poor. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. They had some fantastic matches. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, like, on a general a... basis, 
The reason is that the stories were compelling. Can I give you a, 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 an example that yeah. underlines your point? Yeah. One of my favorite matches of all time is a terrible match, but it mattered so much that one person beat another, and that was Money in the Bank in 2011 with Cena and Punk, right? Because that's a fantastic match, though. It's a fucking there is car there's, crash. There's no selling, but it's a it's a much better match. Than I some actually of the have, other examples. I need to watch it. I need to watch it. Again. They've had yeah. better match. There's one. They had a match. If you in, say that fucking match on Raw. I might hit you. No, it is. That match is way better. There's there is no that that match that match is like the as close to, as they could have come to the Will Osprey Ricochet match. Like right? the, the no selling. Yeah, but whatsoever. like it's a, it's a mechanically far superior. Like their match at Money in the Bank, Bell to Bell. You watch that match with the fucking volume down, right? You're watching a sloppy fucking match, right? Oh, wow, that's a re- I've never thought of it like that. I'm really intrigued. Man. But the storyline going into it was so important. Yeah, and it, it meant everything. And it didn't matter what happened, Bell to Bell. It mattered who won. Okay. Yes, that's, that you underline that. That's the point. Yeah. And that brings us to the Attitude Era. It mattered who won. Every match. Every pay per view match mattered who won we're just watching like Ryan said Armageddon coming in now Vince McMahon versus Triple H Armageddon right mm-hmm. it's shocking it's Vince McMahon versus Triple H in the main event of a pay-per-view did people buy it yes did people care yes because what happened it mattered who won if Vince won the marriage was annulled yeah. Triple H won he has a championship match even like even it, on a more minute level than that there used to be this thing where the, the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era were fucking jam-packed with random fuckers facing each other. But the announcers would always talk about, like, if he wins this match, he might move up in contention for the Intercontinental title, we'll say. JR was great for that. A couple of weeks later, he's won another match, and JR goes, you know, he probably should get a shot. A couple of weeks later, random match, on Raw, title match. It's that fucking jobber, essentially. He's won enough matches where he's qualified. And that makes you think. You're then sitting there watching these random matches and you're going, if he wins this, maybe he will go into a title match. Nowadays, though, there's actually everyone a, fucking loses. There's a mirror loses. going on with society in a weird way, but I don't think it's a conscious decision where in the 90s, it was possible to move up from the middle class into the upper class if you worked hard enough or borrowed enough money or whatever oh, else. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, if you're in the middle class and you're, you're a fucking, fucking crap, staying there. <laughs> yeah, apartheid. All right, you're staying there. You're never getting out of it. And this is it now where it's just like, whenever I see a guy come in, I'm like, oh, I really hope they don't give me an intercontinental title. Because that's just it. You know, it's yeah. like... I am shitting myself over the fact that Baron Corbin, if he wins the intercontinental title this year, like, fuck, your test it's now. Not, it's, test. Not, it's not the, the next step, is it, anymore? No, it no. used to be, like, if you were, like, when you look back at, say, in 97... Austin and Rock traded that title, and in '98 they were trading the well. '99 was with them. Yeah, but they both yeah. held the world title in '98. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you look back at 1992. Brett and Bulldog. Brett had that belt, dropped the Sean. Bulldog, had the world title. Uh, it took Sean another Few three, years. four years. Yeah. He um, would have won it quicker if he wasn't being a prick backstage, uh, but like. But just to make your point, yeah, I guess John Cena did do it, but he did it with the U.S. title. So I guess, yeah. So that's. I get your point, yeah. Even then, that's been that, that was a long time. That was a 20, very long time ago. Since he yeah, did that. When was the last guy that advanced from the Intercontinental title to the world? I'm trying title, to think. You know? Daniel Bryan. He won the US, it? and you know he yeah, did that year. He did the US version. That was more the tag titles to the yeah. world title. But he did the US before that. He got that out yeah. of the way. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ziggler did it, but then his title run was so poor you would you forget it. But yeah, I, I the point's made. Yeah, I get it. 
Like, uh, Randy Orton. Yeah, you know? yeah. Again, that's the same fucking time period. That's before though. Cena, again, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. 2003, 2004. Like, and they used to do that shit. But the other thing as well that made the Attitude Era so successful, they, at the time, they were really good at tapping into just what the what the fan base would have wanted. Like, the people watching that, they were the Generation X, uh, Limp Biscuit fans, the fuckers who burnt down Woodstock in 98. Mm-hmm. That's the people who are watching well, the you show. you were saying earlier, they were drunk. They were drunk off their holes. They had thousands of signs. They were crude. They were bad. Do you know what? They were 1990s kids who they rode skateboards and thought that uh, that weird fucking words that people older than myself know that they said in the 90s that were cool. Like radical and all that shit. They radical. Th- they thought that that was cool. And WWE was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's give them that. Let's give them this attitude. You could have watched uh, Raw in the 90s and you'd be like, I could imagine these wrestlers burning down Woodstock. And then you could look at the crowd and be like, I can imagine the same thing. They tapped into that energy and they're not doing it anymore. So what happened was the ninety, the Attitude Era WWF fans are now the 2017 independent wrestling fans. Yes. Yeah. But there's not enough of them. Half of, <laughs> half of them died. Half of them didn't make it out of that Woodstock show. <laughs> but then all those independent wrestling fans still keep tabs on WWE. Some of them watch it every week. But like... Nostalgia, man. Yeah. Your childhood. I wouldn't. Oh, watch it's a, it's a, it's a, the abusive domestic relationship with me and WWE. Yeah, it's, it's like dating. Like every Turner. now and then, I go. The good days were so good. You know, I lived through Hulkamania and the Attitude Era. It was the best. You know, and uh, you're you're constantly chasing that. You know, mm. and I want. That's the thing. Like I, 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 what do I want from WWE? I want to love them. Like, Everyone wants to love them I want deep to down. I, w- I want them to change. It's like it's it's somewhere between Ike Turner and OJ Simpson. Like yeah. that's the kind of relationship you have with them. If it wasn't for the fact that I grew up begging my brother to let me borrow things like Royal Rumble two thousand, I wouldn't fucking watch them today. Yeah. So, well, the thing about back then as well is like yours. It is a different. It was a different culture back then. It was a different TV culture back then as well. Yeah. And uh, like. I don't know. It just it was it was part of the zeitgeist at the time, and a lot of people have kind of said, "Oh, Austin turning heel, kill the Attitude Era." I just think the Attitude Era couldn't sustain itself. No, and it was. You, you know, had to move on. It was the cultural yeah. change. Society, society change. I mean, like the Generation X people, the, the Burning Woodstock skateboard yeah. riders, the people that Larry Clark liked to make films about. They, 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 they're not. Oh they're not, fucking hell! I yeah. hate that guy. And so, he do, so do I. He did make Him one really good film. Him, Bully was really cool. Him and Harmony Kareen. Uh, Fuck off. That's a different show. But, uh, but yeah, like those, they're not, they're not the, they're not the people that are today. You know, they're mm-hmm. not the fuckers. Then that society television has become a lot more sanitized. I mean, these are the same television watchers say that compa- uh, complained about how violent Glenn's death was in The Walking Fucking Dead. Yeah, it's like I mean, if you seen that spoiler alert. If you don't know by now. <laughs> There's a what's called. There was an episode of It's Always Sunny where they go to this place and it's all eighties themed. Yeah. And this guy's like, "Okay, check it out. I'm gonna put my dick through this hole in the lady's shower and say special delivery." And that's a joke from Porky's. All the guys are going, "That's kind of sexual assault, man." But that was a joke that people would have laughed at thirty years yeah. ago. Yeah. And now, like, if you put like uh, Bubba Ray Dudley fucking powerbombing women through tables and stuff you are ta- you are off to you that's, yeah. that's how that's what fucking killed it for TNA on whatever network they were on they got one rule uh, two rules which was don't bring back Russo and no violence against women like a month later Bully puts uh, Dixie through a table and then it gets out that they brought back Russo and they're like yeah. just just get off our fucking network <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, guys, that was a great chat. That was really cool. That's yeah. all the time we have for it this week, though. It's an hour in. Wow. Then just flies, isn't it? Mm. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you talk about how much better you wish things were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is officially called um, the, the, the Nostalgic Hatred. I will say this, though, for me personally, as, a, as almost a sign-off thing, um, I am trying to get away, get, I'm trying to get away from the conversation of complaining about WWE because mm. it's solving nothing. Yeah. We're all complaining all the time about how it isn't what it was. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? It's just going to be what it is. And there's not like a new um, Enjoy it when you can. And yeah. enjoy what you can from it. Finn Martin said, said it perfectly on Facebook. He said, um, you can boo, you can get things trending, but just look at the arena Royal Rumble was held in. As long as they're doing that, Vince won't care. So like, if you want to, if you want to, oh, I want to change WWE. Stop fucking watching. Stop going to the shows. The way I see it that's is, that's how it happens. People go, people who watch WWE and then complain. I just, it's, it's like buying a chocolate bar, eating it, going, oh, that was horrible, <laughs> and then buying another one. No, it is. It's, it's this. It's yeah, pretty much. Do you know? And it's like, I just don't. To me, that does not make sense. So if a person is waiter, normal. it's like waiter. There's a hair in my soup. Oh, that's awful. I'll get you new soup. Oh, it's fine. I hate it. I hate it. Like, the hair is there. Yeah. But I did eat the soup anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be back next week. Yeah. (laughs) I'll see you you four days next week. I want the soup. And and, and an extra two hours on Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Guys, so John and I are going to OTT over the weekend, so expect us to be tweeting. Uh, um, So we're going to have a great time. It's going to be badass and a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Pete Dunne, so expect us to be physically wetting ourselves uh, no I'm joking oh no that, no I'm not joking I'm not right. I'm wearing my bruiser weight t-shirt oh and, uh, it's gonna be and cool. I get all gooey and then I'm gonna turn on him the minute Matt Riddle comes out and flashes that Kerry Von Eric air at me oh my god it's gonna be amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah cool guys uh, I need you on more often just because you make those references <laughs> I don't feel as alone Brian tell people where they can find you and uh, discuss things further with you if they should uh, you further f- wish find me in the local drunk tanks uh, you can also find me on twitter at babyfacebriany and you can find me on Instagram at babyfacebrian. Also, if there's anyone out there looking for writing projects, I'm now on freelancewriter.com, accepting any and all bookings that come forward. I'll write whatever the fuck you want me to write. Erotic fiction, religious propaganda, I don't care, just pay me. He doesn't even write for us. I'm also on Fiverr. I have written for us. <laughs> um, John, tell people where they can discuss things further with you, should they wish. Um, put John E. Capcom into Google and you'll find me. There you go. John E. Capcom. Love it. Find us at Canvas Theory on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Canvas Theory, The Canvas Theory on Instagram. God damn, the guy who got Canvas Theory on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, if you want to chat to me personally, Nicotino. Uh, just nobody. <laughs> um, cool, guys. Pleasure as always. Love talking with you all. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on the old uh, iTunes, you know, down the back of those nightclubs when you're bored and quiet and nothing's going on. Rate us. Share with all your friends. Bye! Do you really have outro music? Yeah. There we go. (laughs) Finally got it. Yeah. That's the only technical fuck up this week we've done well. That was a great, that was a real healthy discussion. I think it was good. That felt like therapy. I I, I think I needed to get a few things off my chest this week. it was a good value, it was a good, good platform to release the <laughs> That'll either piss everyone off or they'll be nodding their heads off for the entire time. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy either way, to be honest. I needed that. <laughs>
We can do an episode later. We'll do an OTT later. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Getting caught in that. I think I'm not. Are you drinking? I think I'm not. I'm not. I was thinking of us, and I was like, I'll check this one. See you now then. Bye. Hey, this is Kyle O'Reilly, and you're listening to The Canvas Theory, the sweetest podcast this side of God's Green.